Hello, this is Pete Jones and welcome to Dragons Are Real. So before we get on to the main subject, just to let you know, I've updated the blog. We've moved to a new location. It's dragonsarereal.bearblog.dev and this is the, my central hub now for everything to do with the podcast, my itch.io store, and uh, I'm going to be doing some blogging as well. And I've just written an article on how to include weather in your RPG. It's one of the things that often gets missed or people think it's too complicated. So I look at several solutions that you can use to implement weather into your role-playing games. From simple roles to using historical weather, um, how to use an online weather generator or self-create your own online weather generator if you so uh, wish to do so. A link to the fabulous Dragon Magazine article from 1988 in which Lisa Kabali wrote a very detailed guide on how to use weather and make it realistic. And some kind soul, uh, Alexander Barrett, has converted the whole article into a Google Sheet. It's linked to there so you can use that and generate a year's worth of weather for your campaign. The fabulous uh, Hex Flowers by Goblin Henchman, which is random tables uh, with a memory. And finally, the simple Markov chain, which uh, reduces the randomness of weather. And uh, so go and check that one out. I'll leave a link as always in the show notes. But let's get on to the main subject. So today I'm going to be reviewing Slayers by Spencer Campbell. Now this is $15 from his itch.io store. And if you want a physical copy, there is a pre-order up for physical copy uh, from his uh, My Shopify store. Soft cover is $25, hard cover is $45. So what is Slayers? So basically it's a tabletop game of uh, where you play mercenaries and monster hunters for hire. Uh, you live in a vast city which is haunted by these monsters and basically you're there to keep the monsters at bay and hunt them down. So what makes uh, Slayers different from other RPGs? Well, it's got something called asymmetrical combat, where each class in the game uses completely different combat mechanics than the others. So let's have a, a dig into the book. The book is full colour, and the artwork uh, for this version, which is version 1.5, is really nice with some lovely graphics, some great design by Mike Ryman. So we start off with uh, what we are, uh, what the introduction to the Slayers is, and what is this asymmetrical combat we're talking about. Well, uh, the first time I came across this was in Root, the board game, where each player had completely different mechanics to get to their objectives. And I think this is what inspired Spencer to write Slayers. So that each of the four classes uses different mechanics to resolve combat. The setting, as I said, it's a huge urban sprawl that uh, literally goes on infinitely um, and it has a problem with monsters. The um, game is episodic, so basically you get a job, you inv investigate and research the job, you carry out the monster hunt, and when you achieve your goal, you reflect on it, take advancements and go on to your next job. Slayers uses the old polyhedral dice and it's got one rule which he calls the rule of four plus. And basically all dice rolls, if you get a four plus you hit, if you roll less than a four it's a miss. And you only roll when there is a chance of failure. The game has two modes, a narrative mode and a combat mode. So narrative is for all your roleplay bits and combat mode is when obviously you get into combat. 
The game uses attacks and skills rolls to resolve dice rolls, and there is a list of 10 skills from Agile, Brawn, Deceive, Hunt, Mend, and uh, you get the idea. When it comes to combat, uh, the whole game is resolved using theatre of the mind, and distances have been made abstract. So we've got three distance types. We've got engage when you're within melee range, near range, which is a short sprint away, and far range, which is anything beyond near. At the start of combat, every slayer takes a ready action, and each of the ready actions is completely different. And this is for you to get prepared for the fight. Turn order is resolved, you roll your speed dice, and all monsters have a fixed speed number, and you act in speed order from the fastest to the slowest, and if at any time the player draws with a monster, then they get to act first. On a combat turn, you can take two actions and a move, and your combat actions are attack, quick action, and skill. You can use any combination of those in any order, but you may not do the same action twice and move you move between the three relative distances. When it comes to attack, you use your unique, your unique attack action and you score a 4 plus for a hit. When it comes to your quick action, uh, this is a unique action like a feat or an edge and when we come to see the classes you get a better feel for this and you can use your skills in combat to change the odds or your position. The game uses the advantage and disadvantage mechanic where you, if you're advantage, you roll two dice and take the better results. And if you're a disadvantage, you take the uh, lower of the two results. You get advantage if you're ambushing someone, your target is distracted or using a brawl to knock them down first. And your disadvantage if you're being ambushed, immobilized, slowed or distracted or attacking from a great distance. When it comes to damage, each hit causes a static number of hits and reduces the hits from the target's HP. When the monsters reach zero, they are dead. And when slayers reach zero, they are downed, but they can be revived and healed back into action. If you take any damage when you are downed, you are killed. Now, when it comes to gear and currency, this is abstracted in the game and it's all down to bargaining uh, to try and acquire items that you need for your job. So let's get on to character creation because character creation leads this whole game. Basically, there are four classes and you choose one of these four classes. So you determine your skill scores. Every skill has a size of dice associated with it. One is at a d10 two out of d8 and all others are a d6. You select two basic advantages to start with. You record a short backstory. After a hunt you advance your slayer. So you look at what did you learn about yourself, what did you learn about an ally, what would you have done differently and what about this hunt will stick with you for quite some time. You increase your health, increase one skill from d6 to d8 and choose an advance. Uh, you may only take a, an expert advance after you already have five basic ones. So our first class is the Blade, it is an expert fighter who carves their way across the battlefield. They start with 10 hit points, a d8 in speed, a d6 in weapon damage, and can cause two damages per hit. They ready action as they take a stance, and they choose one of their three stances, which I'll come to in a minute. Their attack action is a combo, and basically they use a flurry of blows, and if they hit, they keep rolling, 
uh, it triggers a combo and you keep rolling until you miss. So you can get multiple hits providing you are in range and you deal damage for the total number of hits you caused. When it comes to your quick action, this is your stance. Uh, you choose one of the three stances. So you have flow. After you kill a monster, you may make a free move action. Parry. Monsters need a 5 plus to hit you instead of 4 plus. Or you can choose slay, which is you get plus 1 damage per hit, but monsters also deal plus 1 damage to hit from you. Your basic advances are things that help you in combat, so they increase the effects of a slay, increase your speed, um, maybe it gives you your first attack roll is always free. When it comes to the expert advances, these uh, are more deadly, and so they increase weapon damage by 2d6, or if you kill a monster while using flow, you may make a free attack, attack action against the monster you move to, so it adds more flavour to the character. The next one up is a gunslinger. So while most people are wielding knives or flintlock firearms, the gunslinger has a six-shooter revolver. His starting HP is 8, is slower with a speed of d6, and his damage again causes 2 per hit. His ready action, he may load up. So basically, they take 6 d6 and place them in front of you, and these are your bullets. So the attack action for a gunslinger is spray lead. When you spray lead you choose a near or far monster and pick as many bullets as you would like to fire. Um, you can use bullets from any chamber, chamber that you've loaded and each bullet that hits deals your damage. Any bullets that have been rolled or spent are not available again until you take a quick action to reload. When you take the reload action, you can reload up to two bullets into empty chambers. Then we have basic advances. These are things which allow you to use skills or carve runes into your gun. And there's only two uh, expert advances. You can choose more than one target when you spray lead, or you can carve a rune into your gun. Uh, runes uh, do things like when they are carved into a gun, they can increase the damage, they can have blast, they can have um, seeker rounds, so all good stuff for the gunslinger. The third class is an Arcanist, which is the spellcaster. Their HP is lower with a 6, speed is d6, and they have 4 known spells to choose from. Their ready action is to tune a choose a known spell to favour, and when using a favoured spell, they don't mark corruption when using it. Their main attack action is a cast spell, so you call upon dangerous powers to weave your spells. When you choose a known spell, you mark one point of corruption and roll a d6. On a 4+, you resolve the spell's effect. On a miss, the spell fails and does not work. Spells can also be boosted before you roll, and to boost a spell you add a d6 to the roll and increase the corruption by 1. After you cast the spell, you compare your highest die roll to your current corruption score, and if your corruption score is higher than your highest dice rolled, you roll on a bane table and reset your corruption to 0. At the end of any combat, you always reset your corruption to 0. Your quick action is to purge corruption. You roll a d8 and on a hit you remove one point of corruption, on a miss you do not remove any. So your basic advances allow you to know more spells, increase your spells, a bargain on the bane table, expert advances, enhance your spells, 
The Bane table is a D6 table, and basically uh, it is from a minus one on your next skill roll, and take damage equal to your corruption on the other six. And then there follows a list of Arcanist spells. They are things like Corrupting Touch, Energy Bolt, Fear Cloud, Hex, Mend. So there's quite a few spells there, two pages of spells for you to look at. The fourth and final class is the Tactician, who reads a battlefield like a scholar reads a book. Your starting HP is 8 and your speed is D4. Their ready action is they gather and roll a number of dice equal to the number of faces on your tactic skill dice. So a pull of 6 for D6, a pull of 8 for D8 and so on. This is your strategy pool. Your special action is execute plan. During combat you can replace any single dice rolls by either an ally or an enemy with any result within your strategy during their turn. So basically, when you're ready your action, you take your number of dice, you roll them and lay them out in front of you, and then you can pick these dice to use. So if it's a low roll, you could give it to an enemy and replace one of their dice. If it's a high roll, you can give it to one of your allies. Your attack action is slash or shoot, and you roll 1d6 to attack and engage on your target, and on a hit, you deal 1 damage. Your quick action is issue orders. You choose another player within range and that player may immediately move, make a move or quick action for free. Your basic advances add dice to your strategy pool. Uh, you may roll d8s in place of a number of d6s in your strategy pool. And your expert advances help the other classes. Then we come on to the next part of the book which is the um, law of the city. It goes on to explain the history of the city, its technology and culture, what factions are running around there, uh, what sort of faith is in there with the church, um, how you travel around the city, and it gives you advice on creating your own version of the city. Uh, so not only can you play in their version, but you can build your own with ideas for districts, descriptions, uh, creating factions, uh, how to map your city. The next section talks about the districts of the city. You have a Slayer's Row, because that's where most of the Slayers live. It has some key locations, factions and NPCs for each of these locations. And it also has some rumours you can add as well. There's the Witch Wood. There's the Librarium. There's the Underground. The Crobatic Bazaar. Then you have Agora, which is one of the oldest districts. You have the Wharf. And then we get on to the Monsters and explains how monsters are uh, set up in the in the book they have a hp some speed some passive maneuvers or passive actions some actions and some reactions uh, monsters don't have skills and don't normally roll for them and then they give you some advice on making your own monsters then we come to the gm section and this gives uh, some nice G uh, gm advice as well some advice on hunts, uh, monsters. Then we come to a number of scenarios at the back of the book. And this shows you how the uh, scenarios are set out. It gives you an introduction. Uh, the first act intro uh, introduces you to what's going on. Then you have the second act where you explore. And within these, we've got some monsters as well. So let's give an example of some monsters so you get an idea of what all these monsters do. So for example, you've got something like a white, which has got 10 hit points and a speed of 5. And these are highly intelligent undead. Their passive action is after reaching half HP 
increase all damage by them by plus one. And they have two actions. Slash causes two, is 2d8 and causes one damage per hit. And then we have poison knives, which uses a d6. And slayers to get one damage at the start of the turn until a successful mend action is taken. Then we come to the third act, which is usually confront the big bad. And at the back of the book, then we come to the bestiary, and there's a number of monsters here from alley trolls, bandits, bone priests, clockwork killers, flame hands, gargles, ghost ghouls, goblins. It's got a full list of monsters here to whet your appetite. And then we get to the back of the book where we've got the player character sheets and the character sheets are really good in this uh, because it explains each of the rules for each of the classes. So it's uh, nice and simple and nicely laid out. And then the last couple of pages is a rules reference. So that is Slayers. It's a good monster hunter game. But not only do uh, have you got access to Slayers, um, then we have also got access to a creator's kit. So um, Spencer has done some work. So they supply an official and entirely free toolkit for creating your own contact for Slayers. So I think this is a brilliant idea. Uh, the creator's kit has advice and guidelines for creating classes, monsters, hunts and hacks, and general useful advice for GM Slayers. You get a creator kit. You've also got templates for Affinity Publisher in letter and A5 format, some Word document templates, and there's some example uh, PDF templates there to show you how they are in action. And the uh, creator's kit is written very much as if Spencer is talking to you directly. He's um, talking directly at you, explaining how this works, uh, what you need to do, and how he's going to help you along. And it's like a real nice conversational style. Um, and if you want to create other Slayers, then this is a really good document for helping you create your uh, Slayers, creating your monsters, the setting. Uh, really is well written and I can highly recommend it. Um, I wish more people would uh, do stuff like this instead of just uh, leading an SRD which is a bit cold and bleak. This is um, a very nice conversational style. You get some ideas how he's, why he's written what he's done and uh, yeah it's top stuff. So that is Slayers by Spencer Campbell. Um, very well written, a lovely layout, and I'm looking forward to getting to this table this Thursday. So that's all for this episode. Don't forget, check out the website at dragonsareal.bearblog.dev. The itch channel, there's links to the itch channel at dragonsareal.itch.io. I remember you can always email at dragonsarealpodcast at protonmail.com. Thank you all for listening. I'll catch you all 